0: To another episode of the Potato Files. I am your host, Human Potato, Jeff Paul. Uh, my guest today is uh, award-winning comedian, radio host of the CBC Debaters. He is an author of his own book, and he's here in studio. We have Steve Patterson. I don't know. We'll clap in your car wherever you're listening. Yeah, whatever. whatever doing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's we'll get no response from this, but uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll clap for myself there, then. Oh, that guy, Steve I love Patterson that guy. in studio. I love that guy. And or I'm. Indifferent to that person. How are you doing today, Steve? Good, man. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for Tato. coming down to the Never Sleeps Network Studio. Have I like to, it. Have to plug that a few times. This for is sure. our Never Sleep Studio. We've got the bed. If you uh, get a little tired during the podcast, notice that, and it's frightening. Jeff, you come in, and there's just a bed and two microphones. <laughs> well, and it's, then... it depends how the talk goes. You know, right? You can take the door, or you can take the bed at the end of this. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to discount anything at this point. It seems to be going well so far. Uh, well, thank you for coming in. You're a uh, very busy busy man. Um, and it's nice to get you in here. What is this new show you're working on right now? The Smart Ass Associates? What is it called? It's the
1: Smart ass associates So people can say the Smart Associates or the Smart ass, ass like, But it's really the Smart ass Aussiates. Nice. And the person who says it best is the guy who I got to do the announcing for, which is Dave Hempstead. Okay. Um, the voice of Home Depot. The voice of, and the voice of Home Depot and the smart associates. He might not want that out there, but uh, yeah, th- that show is, um, I'm trying to give it a go. It's sort of like a little bit like last week tonight in tone. So it kind of takes on things and talks about them mm-hmm. in a way that does not doesn't seem to be being done in Canada and uh, then we have an actual expert guest so not just someone that's available on the news every night as an expert but (laughs) someone that's actually working in the field and then we have a stand-up comic come on and do a customized set about the topic or the or the guests. Okay. And then a little little panel and then a, a little section at the end that's written by uh, Diana Francis works on it with me. So we bring in some, you know, some sketch people or some stand-ups and we kind of uh, try to drive the point home. A little bit of variety then, eh? Yeah, we try to drive the point home that we've been making the whole episode, which is again, sort like last week tonight. Was just, it
0: hour show? Hour long? Uh,
1: no, we try to fit it all into a half hour, hour? but Ms. we're making it, we're starting to make them now and see how, the, how they go. We've done six so far.
0: And CBC is uh They're going to be airing this? Or are you uh, doing it on
1: your own and you trying to on, shop it? The six of them appeared on CBC Comedy briefly, and then we took them off there because uh, we... We want to be able to do it whatever whatever we want, and the tone was something
0: that it's uh, a little little too much for CBC, it's a little too much for CBC. Got, it has ass in the title. There's gonna already be letters. That's right. <laughs> it's hyphenated ass, though. It's part
1: of another word. So yeah, we'll we'll see. But I I feel like Canada can take it. You know. So yeah. that's that's kind of my main thing. I'm trying to get going. Do right
0: you find now. that um, you have to toe a line being a CBC guy? I guess you you got to stay on the straight and narrow most of the time. A little bit, but uh, you, you know, as a comic, you can't
1: do that entirely or you will or die. He'll just wither away and die. So, uh, I say I love going down to that room you run. Yeah, yeah open Jeff, mic every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I don't go down every Wednesday, but every time <laughs> I can and you kind of let loose and remember why you're in the game. So, look, Debaters is a great show that we get to do and it gives mm-hmm. lots of stand-ups a chance to to uh, it's a different kind of writing exercise, and it's still stand up, but it's a little different. So, I love doing it, and it's a great gig. Yeah. I just uh, you always got to kind of keep trying to create things yourself, right? Yeah, yeah so, exactly,
0: exactly. So yeah, that that's all I'll say. But about being a CBC guy is uh, it doesn't hurt. Oh, it No, I don't think it hurts. Do you find that um, some people come out to your stand up shows and? be a little taken back because you're not CBC friendly so much on the stand-up it's interesting that you put it that way we just did a show in uh, in
1: Huntsville at the Algonquin theater mm-hmm. I say we John Steinberg came out into I love John and uh, I have noticed that when I go do my own theater shows which I don't really do you know full tours I just do them when I can and mm-hmm. when I'm not taping and stuff and uh, and I do notice there's definitely CBC radio fans <laughs> that uh, like to come out to the theater that would never go to a comedy club yeah, yeah. and then there's comedy fans who sort of know I do the host CBC, but they're more interested in the, in the stand-up. And it's like, I describe it as the most civil, civil war between the two groups, because
0: the, uh, He seems so nice on the radio. <laughs> well, and it's, the shows aren't
1: dirty, but they're just not used to being interacted with. The radio listening audience, mm-hmm. some some people get freaked out that the is speaking to them, yeah. and expects a response. And uh, then there are, there are people the front, that listen to CBC, and uh, that didn't know I did stand-up before this. I was trying to keep it hidden from, I'd done stand-up for 20 years. And the radio for, for 10. ten. So, yeah. so they sort of come out and think, hmm, that's interesting. This radio host has an hour and a half of stand up material yeah, yeah, yeah. that he just wrote. So <laughs> it's always an interesting mix between the two groups. And I've kind of learned to walk the line. But mm-hmm. um,
0: you weren't like a dirty guy to begin with, right? I
1: was never a dirty comic. No, you know, and there's lots of guys that I like that work blue. I've just uh, always tried to figure out a different way to say those
0: things. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I think I write more for blue like i'm like well that'd be funnier if i said cunt right <laughs> right right and we you know
1: i just i guess i like the the human thesaurus challenge of it all what's what's another word what's another word i could use for what i really mm. mean
0: axe wound
1: no 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good okay. that's not bad <laughs> no. hmm. um well where did it all begin where were you uh, where were you born where was I born? Oh, yeah, let's start is, from the this beginning. This isn't a
1: podcast. This is immigration, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you want to see, based on my complexion, if I'm allowed in here. Papers, please. Uh, I was born in Richmond Hill, Ooh, just, just north of Toronto, but I didn't spend any time there. And uh, we, I lived in north of the city, Thornhill, yeah. uh, till I was about eight, and then moved to London. London, Ontario is where I kind of grew I, up yeah. came I, back.
0: I did a three-year stint in London, in Ontario. London, yeah. during the school years. Fanshawe College. Beautiful. Worked for the city during the summer lay in water main baby lovely place you kept the forest city water probably delivered your parents fresh water
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's you that's why my younger sibling looks like jeff (laughs) i'm kidding i don't have any younger
0: siblings uh no any siblings oh i have older brothers but i'm the youngest 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 youngest
1: of my kind a lot of comics are the youngest i find how many kids you got uh, I had four older brothers. Five of you? Five growing up. Five uh, Irish boys.
0: All of them. All Irish, all eh? All of them bigger Just than me. sex all, for procreation in all, the old Patterson yes, household. Yeah,
1: all good fighters. All, but big gaps between our ages. So our parents kind of didn't do the Irish twin thing. There's six years between... or What is it? I have lost track. But my oldest brother is 20 years older than me. Holy shit. Next one's 18. And then it goes my, down for there.
0: My dad's family, uh, five boys. Um, I think a year apart each maybe there's two year gaps in, in there somewhere and then there's five boys and then there's an 11 year gap and then two girls so yeah yeah so uh, my grandpa didn't get laid for 11 years i'm pretty sure you figured it out eh? <laughs> set some potions right that's right it's page 37 of the kama sutra we've been in the wrong position this is yeah. how you make girls yeah five uh, five irish catholic wow. boys it's uh uh joseph patrick Michael, Christopher, Steven, and then the two girls are Rosemarie and Anna Maria. Just Anna Maria, almost early. every name in the Bible we could think of. Yeah. <laughs> we got a, we have a Mark and a John, so it was getting pretty biblical. And
1: then they took a left turn with Larry, and then uh, <laughs> and then Ross. So yeah, and then it's
0: all it's all pretty
1: normal names. What's it
0: like growing up with five kids? Like, well, I guess if twenty, yeah,
1: you're... there was such a big age difference that I was only ever in the house with my uh, next brother up from me, and uh, he was just visiting Toronto actually this weekend. So we're good friends now. But growing up, you know, you don't know what's happening when your brother's big gaps it's hard to yeah you know your brother's 12 you're four the play fights aren't very fun (laughs) a lot of pile
0: drivers didn't win a lot so took a couple couple licks yeah in the 20s my brother's five years older than me and he he practiced a lot of hard wrestling moves on me that probably shouldn't have been done to kids that's it that's That's (laughs) every youngest brother of a big brother like deserves
1: something for getting it through to adulthood yeah
0: uh everyone close now or uh yeah still kicking are your parents still alive how old are they uh my mom's my mom's not, my dad,
1: uh, my dad is, my dad's 80. He's well, he was 40 when he had me. So I just do the math 40, he's 86. Right. So, uh, he's, he's getting up there, but typical Irish fashion. He's never, you know, gone for any sort of uh, medical appointment. I don't think in his life and he's fine, <laughs> but they, he got denied insurance because they don't believe that he doesn't take anything. They think he's, <laughs> they think he's lying to them that he doesn't have anything, but he doesn't. So I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to tell that, you know, he's supposed to lie, but I guess, you know, my legs Older.
0: <laughs> how long uh, how long ago
1: mom died uh 2014 a few years okay so you have your dad ha- handle it on his own well, he's all right they've been uh my parents got divorced when i was eight jeff oh, okay. so, so, you know, so i don't want this to turn into a hey. counseling session but I don't know. I, I, i'm I... staying for the whole hour um <laughs> and then i and then i you know lived with my dad and my stepmom for a while so i was kind of lucky i kind of had
0: it's it's weird weird that an irish catholic family like that would go through a divorce too well they held on as long as they could i think jeff i was the save i was the save the marriage baby and they still got
1: divorced so you held that glue together for eight years (laughs) did the the best i
0: could and then they're like you know he's not that cute anymore (laughs) um how's uh stepmom you like her yeah, yeah, and I inherited a
1: lot of stepsisters. So I was Bobby from the Brady Bunch. I was okay. the youngest of the all of them. So yeah. I, it was cool to inherit three, three steps. three older sisters, Holy you know. Shit. But but I, I didn't meet them when I was. Too, I yeah, met them yeah. when I was twelve, so it mm-hmm. was a little bit a little bit different. But it's, uh, I didn't think our family was capable of making a girl, and now now I have a, a little girl. So it's, are you close with the step siblings? Yeah, yeah. We're. I did. I just, I just think of them as my sisters. Really? Yeah, I got a yeah. step brother. I haven't seen him in years. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so. Let's call him right now, Jeff.
0: Let's, I, I don't. He's have on to the phone. Have his number. <laughs> let's just yell out the window. What's his name? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Jeff Stephen <laughs> Uh, what's uh, what's life growing up like? Is it you got? Uh, was it a Catholic upbringing? You, well, I went to Catholic school, but church
1: and everything. Uh, yeah, I went to church with my mom. My dad, uh, my dad never went to. <laughs> he would take me if he had to take me, uh, but I always went with my mom. My mom was very, very Catholic, and then uh, I don't. You know, the church in our house was sort of cars. All my brothers love. Cars and they're good. I got My brother Larry can probably build a car from twine and a piece of Alcan foil. What off. else are you going to do in London? Uh, I, well, they, Larry never lived in London. We just always had all these cars and, you know, all my older brothers and all their friends growing up. And I somehow never picked up on it. I remember helping my brother change the pistons on a car when yeah, I was right, about to. I'm clueless seven. when it comes to mechanics. I, I should know I really should know more through osmosis. I had to actively not take an interest <laughs> in cars. But my brother Mark as I'm told, made an internal combustion engine by himself with no help for a science project, uh, one year. And, uh, he was, you know, maybe 12 or something. And the, uh, the teacher didn't believe that he did it. We, we have a problem in our family with people not believing
0: what we say but when we tell the Patterson's truth. Patterson's like to tell their stories. Yeah, uh, Whatever. Fake
1: Patterson. Yeah. So that's, what's coming out. Everything I'm saying is, uh, it's, it's not true. Don't, Guys, don't believe an, any of as this. As an only child, he's German.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, are you close with the brothers now? Like, are they all still uh, kicking? Oh yeah,
1: they're yeah. All, they're all kicking. We just went to see uh, we just went to see my dad this weekend, and um, we don't get to see each other that much. But when we do, it's kind of you just pick up the conversation. Yeah. Where we left yeah. off. I don't know how it is with you and your family because you've never invited me to family functions. But <laughs> but I'm super quiet. I don't say a word when I'm hanging out with my with my brothers. People are shocked and amazed that I've gone into public speaking essentially because I don't I don't say a word my brother Larry has all the stories and uh, my brother John once he gets rolling if he started now he would go right till um, right till 2050 and uh, and Ross is great Do you think last we get one street. of them
0: on here <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: you wouldn't even need to ask any questions just you open just a say,
0: potato file on Larry Larry, oh, yeah.
1: Larry my brother Larry is uh, a very interesting guy he's very cars he's all cars he's all NASCAR he loves going down south and I, I would love love to do a gps with my brother larry on it because he just uh you know he'd be basically like turn left up there what are you stupid i mean idiot right beside that stupid white shit box up there turn there like so i would love i'm just trying to get him to record see if i can get that to work because people would buy it he's a very colorful guy man he would he's different than we're all different you know in our own way but he just Hey, you, don't, you don't strike me as the NASCAR type. That hurts my feelings, but it's pretty accurate. <laughs> I, know, I know some things. I know, I know some things about the cars. They I go like, in circles yeah, a lot. I like, <laughs> I like the number three, and that was Dale Earnhardt, so it's a good one. I don't think he made
0: it. Did Dale he? Earnhardt. Or we no. Didn't he die? Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, I remember. About a while ago. My, uh, my ex-wife made, a, my buddy was a big NASCAR fan, and she made him a NASCAR birthday cake. Sure. Number three, Dale Earnhardt. Yep. Every eat black cake icing? Don't. No, it's gross, right? It's <laughs> like black, black licorice. Yeah, and it comes out very black.
1: <laughs> All right, Jack. <laughs> As someone who's had a lot of Guinness, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> but let's not create those visuals just yet. <laughs> Do you play any sports growing up?
1: Yeah, it was a big uh, baseball was kind of my yeah. my thing. My dad coached me for a long time, and I played. Uh, yeah, I was I was London, Ontario, a pretty good program. We put together a, an all star team in London called the London Miners, and we sort of got all the areas of London together, and then we went and toured and played states teams. And I, I don't quite know why we, our team it was, it was formed a little late. It wasn't like the little, league. I, I, cause I'm sure if that team had been formed, like in, if you guys played from when you were kids, you... well, no, they just decided to do a select team a couple, a couple of years, but we were probably uh, okay. 14 at the time, which is I think too old for the little league world uh, okay, series, but we yeah. just, we played a bunch of teams and, uh, and from the states, and we—I don't remember losing any any game. They just—it was just a bunch of really good baseball nice. players. What was your position? Uh, uh, third base. You know. uh, nice, good arm on you then. Well, eh? you know, when I see when I see Josh Donaldson out there, I'm like, that could have been me. I could have had my hair done like that, but he's a better you hitter. You can
0: still do your hair like that. He's a better.
1: I know. If I'd only gone into relief pitching, there would still be a chance for me right now at 46. Well, you look at Bartolo Colon. He's an inspiration to all of us, isn't he?
0: Maybe it's not too late maybe i can let myself go do it let's a major league athlete you you gotta do it do a walk on uh, tryout sure (laughs) yeah what's the speed on that one 43 all right all right that's your change up let's see the heater I was also a pitcher when I played baseball, ah. but it's uh, generous calling it baseball because it was just slow pitch. Oh, it was slow! <laughs> um, <laughs> was it like self pitching? Like? No, no. It was. Uh, it was like, I played. La- I played lacrosse growing up. Oh, cool. Uh, for, Where did you grow up? I don't not know. like... Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, and that's that's all right. It's all coming back now. Yeah. So I uh, I played lacrosse from like I, th- I played three years of t-ball, and then I told my dad I want to go to lacrosse. I was like seven years old, and then I played that to like I was twenty-one. Really? Yeah. It's very competitive. Isn't it's, it's a great sport. It's a lot of fun. And then uh, did you get in any fights? Oh, lots of fights. Yeah, it seems yeah, like yeah, a yeah. rough, rough. There was, uh, uh, we used to play this one team. There's two teams in St. Catharines, and uh, so. Like, teams are so close, you know people. And I remember my, my one buddy, I was like, let's fight next game for a case of beer. <laughs> and he just kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> I think it was the first game my dad had come to all year. He's like, I fucking come to a game, you get in a fight? What the hell is this? He must have really liked beer then. That's all. He had the
1: right incentive.
0: <clears throat> but yeah, then I, uh, I started join a men's league uh, slow pitch down in uh, Virgil. I don't know if you've been Who to Virgil. That? It's part of Nagan Lake. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah that. That's where the arena is in Nagano Lake. Ah. You got four diamonds out there in a skate park. They're Jeez. doing all right. I really want to go out there now. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I was, um, as soon as the ball would leave my hand, I would just chirp the whole time until the guy hit it. No. The last. Game? I, no, I played one more game after this, but I I got I took a line drive off the chin. Um, <laughs> that was I was playing here in Toronto in a league and just doing my same old shit. And then I took a line drive off the chin. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa I need my face. So I stopped playing. And then I showed up like three three months later, or two months later, and I was like, just put me on third base because I got an arm too. But yeah. then it comes at you quick though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the next year, I uh, I saw a guy on the team. And I was like, I just ran into him. I was like, hey, man, baseball's got to be starting up soon, eh? He goes, oh, it started three weeks ago. And I was like,
1: mm. <laughs> All right. Check Paul. Check Paul checking in in July. <laughs> when are we going to
0: start tossing the ball around? Yeah. I guess they didn't call.
1: <laughs> I, I loved baseball. And I think, I think it's one of those things that uh, it, you get a more of an appreciation for, it, like anything, I guess, when you've played it, when you're watching it, and you kind of know what's going on. But people have never played it. Mm-hmm. I can see why it would be a boring sport. Do you remember uh,
0: the movie Blast from the Past? No. It was uh, Christopher Walken. Um, well, I already like the sounds and he, of it. Uh, he built a bomb shelter in his, uh, in his backyard. They thought there was going to be a nuclear war, and he moved his family down there, and he had enough supplies, and the door wouldn't unlock for 25 years. So he raised his kid, who turned out to be Brendan Fraser. But he was just... 25 years he was trying to explain to him baseball, baseball. he, like, he the kid didn't get it and then he finally the kid got out of the uh, bunker and he went to a baseball game he's like ah oh, I get it now baseball. and it still <laughs> unchanged that's the beauty of baseball well <laughs> yeah the 25 years in the bunker that there was no nuclear war there didn't change from. anything no not a bad idea though right now I might head down after this <laughs> No hockey in the winter? I never played
1: hockey, no. I never played. Uh, I'm not a very good skater, so. No? No, I had asthma as a kid, and then skating sort of, uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know what it, it, it like did to it, But
0: Baseball, you got You don't got to move a lot, right? No, you work for 10 seconds at a time uh. every 30 minutes right. if, you, <laughs> if you strike out a lot it's not much Well, it wasn't that tough at all especially if you strike out looking
1: god this sport's easy i just stand here what about a uh, student were you a good student or i was actually quite a good student yeah i got uh when we lived in toronto i didn't do very well and when i was you know and then i for some reason i moved to london and either the standards in london were lower <laughs> or or i just uh I just, <laughs> just uh, excelled a bit started
0: more. to make sense yeah i wasn't less to. distractions in I london i think so i think so <laughs> so you moved to london after the your parents split. Or, yeah. so did mom stay in Toronto or Richmond? My mom
1: stayed in Toronto and I stayed with my mom for a bit. And then, uh, and then I had to go with, uh, with my dad. I, the court awarded me. I talk about it sometimes. <laughs> I talk about it when I'm really opening up to people in my stand up. Um, yeah. So I got awarded at one point, Jeff, I was an award Nice. at one point.
0: When my parents split, it was, uh, Oh, did your parents split too? Yeah. we lived I
1: w- a very similar life. I was years.
0: going into grade nine and um there was three of us and my mom pretty much was like you can have that one i'm taking these two <laughs> <laughs> see so the oldest stayed with my dad and uh then my mom took me and my other brother and we went to st catherine's two for one st catherine's But anyway. I, I did like a year and a half with her and i, was, I asked her i'm like i'm just gonna move back to niagara I don't know. I liked it better than... I'm not a city guy back then, you know? St. Catharines, big city. St. Catharines. I don't think I've ever stopped there. I've gone by it. Oh, there's nothing to stop for. No. No. You've never done a show in St. Catharines in 20 years? Isn't that unbelievable? They've never invited me. They've done a lot of stuff I don't want to screw it up now, Jeff. Hey, St. Catharines, if you're listening, I'd love to stop. They did just build a nice, brand-new theater, so you might be uh, stopping in there sooner than later. Well, I'll... (laughs) my promo people
1: on that and see if I
0: can make <laughs> that lifelong dream come true. Sounds like a good Catholic place, St. Catharines. How often did you uh, visit mom after you moved to London? Oh, quite a bit. Yeah. And mom, My
1: mom came to London after that and oh, uh, she ended the up moving family sort too? of got, uh, no, I wouldn't say reunited, but you know, my oldest brother <laughs> left the scene early in Toronto. He's like, I'm, I'm out of here as the oldest does. And then everyone just followed. I find families follow the oldest. Did everyone stay close then? I wouldn't say close
0: but like you uh, don't have anyone like <clears throat> they're not spread
1: across the country or anything. Well, uh my brother Ross is in Nova Scotia. Okay. He's doing really well out there. He's got a he's a he's a great chef. My brothers all do different things very very well. That's good. <laughs> and, I, and I and I just don't know. Everyone's successful then. I don't know yeah. I good. don't know where they picked. You know no one no one knows. No one knows where anyone's <laughs> skills come from, but no one went the traditional route oh, What a is school. the traditional route? I guess it's if your family are, are professionals and you go into that profession. Yeah, go you know, wear a but, suit every day. Nobody wants to You know, that. when I was a kid, Jeff, I used to think... I just want to wear a suit every day because my dad was in sales and wore suits all yeah. the time. And uh, I don't know when I grew out of that, but yeah, now whenever I wear one, I can't get you out suit of the office.
0: Right? Yeah, suit, no tie.
1: I like it. Yeah, I yeah. like that. But
0: uh, it's, slow, it's slowly slipping into a sweatsito, though, right? Uh, yeah, they must. If they're not a sponsor, they should be. That's... They, they sponsored one show I did in uh, in May, yeah. and everyone on the show wore a sweatsito. See, that's beautiful. And uh, they, they gave us a, a voucher for a free sweatsedo to give away to somebody in the crowd and everything. That's yeah. pretty cool. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're
1: opening a lot of eyes. I think you got the comedy world. <laughs> no, this is
0: He's got two sweatsedos. Yeah, of course
1: <laughs> he does. Home and away. I get it. I get it. Um... Well Daniel, uh, Hempstead was just generously mm-hmm. got us got us ours and it's uh, it is like wearing a warm hug, but I uh, it's it's too warm I find sometimes. Like uh, there's yeah, guys that walk through the airport with them. I can't walk through
0: the airport with them. Mm-hmm. I'll actually I'll tell you a little secret. Nobody really knows this yet, and this doesn't this won't come out for a couple weeks, so <laughs> it'll be public knowledge by then. I don't even think these mics are on. It's just just you talking to I me. Mean, uh, me and uh, my my uh, lady friend Kira. We are up at the cottage the other day. You call her Gary. I don't Do you call uh, her Gary. I don't know why you're well, Gary, we can but, hey, it's, that, yeah. it's good um i uh i told her i'm putting on my sweatsedo and i suggested she do the same and then i brought her down to this nice little spot by the water and i put a ring on that finger did you really did. hey buddy yeah that's yeah. I'm so coming that was... over to hug you. <laughs> <laughs> break congrats man oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome that's amazing yeah yeah so that was uh a week ago yesterday that is awesome yeah, so. yeah but I haven't shared it publicly no, no, no. We're just. No. Uh, we're, we're, I... we're, we're, we didn't get back. Uh, we were away till like Monday night.
1: I'm sitting on this now. I gotta tell my wife. Tell yeah, her, she man. Won't, tell she, her. Just, I'll tell her not to social media I,
0: I, I, uh I, I tweeted today that I go big announcement tonight at Dope and Mike. Be there. And then uh, the uh, Joey uh, who runs the venue. She's texting me. She's like, what's the big announcement? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's gotta get in on that.
1: That's gonna. <laughs> that's awesome, buddy. No, I'm. I'm, I'm that's amazing. Mm, yeah, I'm a yeah, so, big, <laughs> big, big fan of Gary. Big fan of Gary. i Gary. Very happy
0: together (laughs) that do you want to know that story um yeah the gary story i'd love to hear why you call my girlfriend gary (laughs) it's not (laughs) i like her good
1: friend, Jackie, they yeah. they met and we have a, a mutual friend of Jackie's named Adrian, who's a, one of my wife's best friends. And so we were over at Jackie's place. Kira was there at a party and Scarlett was just born or something. So we were the assholes that brought a newborn baby to a party, <laughs> but we wanted to go to a party. And Jackie went to introduce me to... Kira, but I guess I just, for some reason, she goes, Is Kira, like really quickly. Yeah. And I, for no reason, no, not I even can't trying can't to be, be an asshole, you- was just, uh, gary and of course of course your lady would roll with that she's like yeah i'm gary and so so it's just stuck it was was, you're doing
0: pretty good kira (laughs) sorry gary yeah doing good gary it's gary
1: so that's why it's just a little thing to this day but um lovely obviously
0: uh this your daughter was just born when you met her how old's your daughter now she's just turned three last okay, week okay Okay. yeah nice nice you've known her as long as i have pretty much my daughter probably longer no, i haven't met your daughter yet <laughs> <laughs> I my daughter, almost as long as anyone. I'm, really. uh, I'm invited. I, 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 yeah, I'm invited to very few children's parties these days. But so. <laughs> we had to tone it down this
1: year for the first of the three parties we've had for Scarlet. We had a baby shower that all you know my arsehole friends showed up to. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had you know the first and second party where a lot of the comics that live in the in the West End would show up. The Junction that, Boys, which is great, but. Uh, but then they would stay till two in the morning, which is great for me. (laughs) But then Nancy would. So this, this year it shifted to little friends of Scarlet's and her, parents and the party was 10 a.m. to 2 and it's 2 p.m. Clo-
0: never- I'm not even drunk yet yeah, I, know.
1: <laughs> I, well, I tried I really tried but I've never put a closing time on a on a party before and if it's 10 to
0: 2 it's generally not 2 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it worked out really well and my in-laws when, when your wife told you, it's, the party's going to be t- attended from 10 to 2 like you think those kids can stay up that late right <laughs> well, yeah, yeah no we'll, no afternoon that's right. <laughs> we'll give it a shot I mean I don't know if I have enough booze for
1: all that um but we Yeah, I've learned now that, like, backyard barbecue, like, you know, when you're inviting... 40, 50 people all together or something. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be barbecuing for people that time. I was like, well, I, I basically missed her second birthday because yeah, I was yeah, just, just under, flipping burgers. Under, <laughs> under siege burgers. And oh, Timmy doesn't like, <laughs> I don't care what Timmy likes. So, so we did a taco station uh, that my wife put together inside. And That's then everyone a makes their idea. own thing. Ah, tacos, buddy.
0: Taco station.
1: Taco birthdays. Throw a pinata in there. Get a little, get we, we bought a bouncy. Thing, castle because we'd rented it for two years you're like you know we did the math on this and you can just
0: it pays for itself if you have it for and, two years and so. then you sell it and or just on weekends blow it up and charge the neighborhood kids uh, you know what we're not we have a good walk by area for that and we're thinking we're thinking of it buck a, buck a slide yeah it'd be all right yeah you got a big backyard there i guess if you're bringing
1: 50 people into it well we have a like an end unit townhouse so people can walk around the side and between the side back and the front it's pretty good but if it, it's not a great gathering spot if it's Rain.
0: We have an end-unit townhouse as well, but it ends at a house that's built right beside it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we got nobody on a townhouse on this side, but we have another house. But Our, our back patio is probably about half this room. <laughs> right. But you guys have
1: patio parties all the time, right? Oh, we try to? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we got, uh,
0: we, when I moved into Kira's, uh, well, before I moved in, I was like, well, I'm going to renovate your basement so I can have a place for my stuff so i'm in a nice little bar down in the basement oh good Which for you called the andrew bar i don't know if you know andrew young andrew bar the comedian oh andrew bar i named like my bar after i like it yeah, Andrew kira bar. was like no it's not called that i'm like yes it is well <laughs> she about people should roll with the flow on names <laughs> okay, we're not calling it the gary bar It's the gary it's the gary uh
1: that's awesome that's a great thing to name it we throw a lot of parties it's good times And yet I've not been to one, Jeff. We're going to. You've been invited. We're going to rectify this, right? Yeah, I know. It's you know the toughest part. and This isn't a question that you even asked, but the toughest part about (laughs) having a a little kid as a comic is comics mostly gather for things at night, at night, Yes. at night and and uh, late. And I could certainly probably let them sleep (laughs) and get up at eleven when the party starts, but when you got to answer the call the next morning at six, it gets a bit tough. It's good
0: for when they're young now it's good for your shows if you have like say if you're going to my show on a wednesday kid goes to bed then you can fuck yeah. off right you can but the, it's it's not the night it's the next it's yeah, the next morning yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So you got you gotta be uh sharp so that's what's kind of taking me out of the rotation but
0: i still a 6 a.m guy now Pretty much. Six or
1: seven. Oh, yeah.
0: that kid in. What time do you got to, like, what's your schedule with the debaters? Is it a... Uh, it's not a very
1: difficult schedule. Yeah, I don't want to pull the wizard like, periodically out.
0: Periodically, you got to yeah. go. Yeah. Well, we travel to do it.
1: We're doing one in, in PEI uh, next next month. And uh, we tape, you know, a bunch of episodes at a time. It's a really manageable schedule with that. And But then, you know, as, as all comics get, your you get your busy seasons. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be on the road in November. I'll be on the road for two or three weeks i think and uh you ever bring the fam out i try to as much as i can it's it's the toughest part nancy's my manager yeah. my wife's my manager so it's um we often joke because she uh she's in, was an event coordinator when i met her for a, a charity organization in montreal and then i met her and her job at that particular event was to greet me and so the, i think the first thing she ever said to me was uh anything you need I'm 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 here for you. Like, All right. All right, I'll file that for later. But now you know, she'll send me to events that have their own event coordinators and she'll actually ask, she asks at everyone was the event coordinator cute. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know if you know this, but I don't, I don't marry all the event coordinators and have children with them. It's just you. And if we were, people ask her sometimes, you know, when he, Steve's on the road, are you ever worried that he'll stray? And she, her answer is, uh, if he were to have an affair, I would
0: have to schedule it for him. So so I don't know when he would fit it in because I'm not doing that. So. You've got your girl on the side at noon. That's right. And it would just be disappointment. That's
1: what I often say is,
0: you know, she would have to call. <laughs> Look, Steve really wanted to be there.
1: Uh, gig came up. We couldn't turn it down. He says, uh, room's paid for, but you got to cover your own incidentals. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You use that? I haven't
0: yet, but maybe. Maybe that's, maybe good. that's the birth, birth of it. Right. right now. That yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Shit.
0: Um, well uh I guess you got uh, you got married later in life then, right? That hurts my feelings, I'm Jeff. Just... I'm only
1: 26 years old. <laughs>
0: no, uh, I did. Live. You're 46? 46. Born in 71 70? Good, good. 71, 71. 71. 71. Yep Same age as our prime minister,
1: so. Oh, look at that. Still hope.
0: <laughs> um yeah, you know, we get married a little how was uh, what was girl's situation like when you were growing up? High school, a lot, like, a lot, was, of, was lot was of pretty girl? girls in was London. A, was I a
1: girl? There are some pretty, <laughs> there are some pretty girls in London. I find that if you travel around enough, you can't have any relationships at yeah. all. So I, there was a period when I was, uh, I don't even know. It's going back probably 12 years. I just put stuff in storage, as a lot of comics do, and just and I sort of just lost track of time for a bit and yeah. was going back and forth to Ireland and the UK and here and then Australia and kind of did that loop and I had a, a I had my girlfriend in Montreal that I lived there for but it was just it was just too much it was just away mm-hmm. too much it was just too difficult to have um, to how have a long, relationship How long then, were you
0: with this girl in Montreal?
1: Three years probably
0: Three years you know? so that's the longest besides uh, of the or marriage Three
1: four years yeah you know when I'm in I'm in I'm, I try
0: to be yeah, invested yeah. in it but uh, Well it's hard it's a weird life like, It is it's, and you need somebody who understands it yes like Nancy's your manager so she sees your schedule and she she gets it
1: and preferably someone that's somehow involved in that world yeah be it it another performer like you know Mm -hmm. our friends Matt and Julia they're they're the only married couple
0: I always found I dated a comedian for a year or two and she always treated it like it was a competition. Which is tough. Which, would which tough. The, the sad part was, like, she was a few years behind me to begin with. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Why are you getting that? And I'm like, Well, yeah, you can't be like that. I've earned it, you know? She's like, I should get that. I'm like, Well, yeah. You can't be like that with anyone,
1: let alone the person that you uh, live with. That's mm-hmm. just a horrible situation, even if it's a couple of yeah, just yeah. comics, you know, just but roommates.
0: Kira is perfect because she like, she's. No longer a performer, but she understands. She understands the business, for sure. She understands the business. Well, she, I hope so. She works in the yeah. business. She is the business. Um, yeah. I would go so far as to say she, she is, is the business. is comedy. <laughs> she is comedy in Canada. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's easy that way because, like, I don't know, if I got a new joke and I got to go out on a Monday night to some open mic, you know, like, I'm like, I got to go test, this, test the waters on this. She's like, yeah, go have fun, you know? Yeah. And that's. A bonus. So, and Nancy does understand that as much as she can. It's more. She knows.
1: She knows if I have you know a tour coming up, I gotta I gotta get out there and mm-hmm. tune it up and warm it up. And she fully gets that. It's more me. It's more. It's more looking ahead. It's not the night out. It's the next morning it yeah. just isn't like it used to be huh were but, uh, were you, were you, i take it you were never a morning guy i've never been a morning person no yeah. no so i would do what most comics do: sleep as long as possible the next day yeah. uh to the point that i went out with a buddy who was a lawyer in montreal drink just for laughs yeah. a good friend of mine steve kelly um i'm gonna drop that name and uh we went out you know, and did what you do at Just for Laughs. You're out till what, 4, mm-hmm. 5 in the morning. You're doing whatever you can. With it. You're meeting fun people that you want to meet. <laughs> and he had to go to where he was just starting at a law firm. He had to go to a law firm at, <laughs> at 8 o'clock in the morning. And he had, to, he had to wear his sunglasses in a meeting because his eyes were pretty red. And uh, he got so angry because he, he was calling the hotel. And I was just wouldn't answering, so he actually got the hotel. He said, "I'm I'm concerned for his safety. You need to go pound on his door until he wakes." He's just too pissed off that I was sleeping, and he was So you know, only we, well, well this profession and others get to do that. But you just mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't. The, my toddler doesn't give me that option and i can't have nance you know nance is carrying the whole load most of the time i can't have her also every morning is
0: is her full-time gig your manager now or she got she she doesn't have a side job or anything no this
1: is it she's uh she's quite good at that she comes from event coordinating coordinating, Mm and um we're fortunate that we get a lot of calls coming in and yeah. uh, somehow she, somehow she says I'm as much work as coordinating a multimillion dollar charity was. I don't know if I believe her on that, but, but it also now leaves, gives her some time to be with our daughter, which is, mm-hmm. which is great. The, the the important part. That is the most important part, you know? So that's, that's what she wants to do and spend the time on and I get it. And I want to do it whenever I can too. But Hey, daddy's gotta, daddy's gotta bring home the uh, low fat turkey bacon.
0: <laughs> What's <up? laughs> what's the uh, what's the schedule like for the smart associates
1: that's what I'm trying to get going so that's I'm producing it uh, I have a, a friend that helped me get it rolling in Ottawa and now we're I'm uh, gonna get it rolling in Toronto and we're it's it's an interesting thing to go through the production and th- as you know man you gotta sometimes if the show out there is not there you, you gotta make it so I'm there from the ground up and as I said we did a little bit with CBC but now we're gonna we're gonna do the show we really wanna do yeah, we're yeah, gonna no. get it on
0: online and look it's online it, there's so many there's outlets now you know I they're, they're crave tv needs to step, step up and start doing more canadian like stuff like canadian stand-up canadian like there's so much comedy and they could be the canadian counterpart of netflix you know
1: it would be nice mm-hmm. if they would it's a really weird thing and you know you want to you kind of talk to people that work in that on the tv side of things and the network side and you you really do wonder what they what they do if their if their job is to develop things and there's never anything developed what do how do they spend their day i'd I'd still love i'd still love that answer by certain people but also i would never want that job because you know as much as you want to have someone in there that understands comedy Mm -hmm. it's pretty tough because performers want to perform and create and and it's got to be banging your head against the wall every second because you have an idea that's good mm-hmm. hopefully you can know when ideas are good that's a flaw if, if you're in that job and don't know what funny is then that's a problem well but.
0: and also the beauty of today is like you you can go make your own tv yeah. show now mm-hmm. and putting it online yourself like you get more viewers and fucking put it on CTV or CBC, you know, like, yeah, at, at seven and Friday. Yeah. There's yeah. no destination viewing anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think so. It's just, you just you still want to, there's all these whole industry of people that are really good at what they, what they do, not just creatively, but yeah. producers and technical and, It's they're looking for work too, you know. If if they're not making, if they're not making the shows they used to be making, it's either those people are going where they are, and some do, or there's a lot that don't want to do that, so they're here. So there there is a whole other. I was finding the Canadian
0: TV industry is just fucking. What can we cheaply buy from the states and fill our schedule with? It's
1: unfortunate. It's more of a licensing business than development, and Mm -hmm. no one. I think people would understand if you put it into any sort of other. Process. You know, you don't want the doctor. <laughs> Operating on you that he's got one shot at this operation. He's never had any training and he's never been allowed to fail. He's never yeah. been through the operating process or medical school and, and been allowed to fail, but he's on you. Oh, it went badly. That's weird. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have a system like that, that trial and error, the error part is important and that's how you fix things. And, uh, I, you know, every, we, people have been banging their heads for ages, but you're, I think you're right that right now we're in a time where these people that used to be complaining, ah, what do we do? There's only two people to talk to mm-hmm. in the, in the country. You make it. You just go make your own make shit, it, and you do it the best you can, and and you hope people find. Well, and
0: that's what people want to see now. Like if you go to a production company or a TV station and say, "Hey, I've got this idea," they're like, we'll go put it online right. and see if people give a shit." Yeah, everything's changing, and we just got to change with it. So it's unfortunate because the first
1: question they ask people a lot more so in the states than here but i mean here too is just you know does does a million views of something mean that it's good yeah i don't think so i i don't agree with that you know sure millions of people millions of people like a cat coughing up a hairball does that mean we should make a series of that
0: could (laughs) you do that a half hour a week yeah probably (laughs) (laughs)
1: So I think you're right. You know, the industry, the TV industry in Canada is in a really weird place, and I don't know what's going to happen there. But the, but there's so many creative people here, mm-hmm. comedy and otherwise. And I like I like crossing crossing over too. And I think that comics are do a better job of of entertaining and also informing than than people give them credit for. I don't know why we don't have a show with a panel on it in Canada where you bring a comedian in, yeah, to make people laugh, but also to make relevant. Points about things in an entertaining way. We, I don't know why Canada doesn't allow comedians mm-hmm. on those shows that that everyone else does. The you know British panel shows are fantastic, yeah. and real time with Bill Maher is you know you get to see. A comment, the side of comedy that you don't always get to see, which is a point of view that's actually a salient point. So we touch on it sometimes with debaters, and then sometimes we talk about uh, you know pie versus <laughs> pie versus cake, <laughs> which is not as hard hitting. However, Hampstead's a great debater, oh, yeah. and he uh, he can make it uh, sound like it's the most important thing in the world. So.
0: How long uh, was the debater? Beta- the debaters a TV show? Did you have to have we a season? Did, Two seasons. seasons.
1: Yeah, and uh, we did twenty six episodes. We shot them all in the span of two weeks same so, studio then it, same wasn't, studio. it wasn't a traveling show then. only moment. two suits jeff oh <laughs> i get here to tell people now that suit not has big, been retired not a, big, not a big wardrobe down at suits. cbc well they just needed to mix and match
0: <laughs> ties some shirts and
1: ties well not even and now that i think back to them like why did they do that to me because they obviously couldn't mix and match every debate because they're different debaters aren't you behind a podium I'm behind a podium. I could
0: have just cut you a different jacket and a monologue, it's half a suit. <laughs> did a monologue out front. Okay. That was why. And then
1: that. But uh, that was a case of people not understanding what the show was and not taking the time to understand it. And mm-hmm. then trying to apply TV principles from a different time to uh, to a current show. All, all they had to do is come into a theater where we tape and
0: capture it like a live concert film that's it like, is there a lot of comic or I don't know guess comics um like that just eat it on the show like are there <laughs> are there episodes that you guys just don't air because it was bad or I don't think so. No, I think like that, it doesn't matter if you fuck up. You're still going on air. Ah, uh, well,
1: uh, we are the producer. Philip is uh, pretty fantastic about about the editing of it, and we tape. It's not like Who's Line is anywhere where they, where they tape for four hours to get an hour. You know, mm-hmm. or, the, we, ours is basically not even two to one. So we tape for twenty five minutes per debate and when they need to find 15 minutes so okay and and the argument's been written you know and i think to a credit to richard's side is once you once you've written your debate and i don't see them beforehand which is another reason i think the show works otherwise i would be acting like i've not heard this thing before but but um he respects it like he respects the writing process so he's not going to cut out a chunk of your opening argument that you yeah. wrote as of as a standalone opening argument and yeah. then you know it goes off the rails as they all do and in uh, but it's but it's fine because they've also got their closing argument that they've written and they might change it a little bit but it's they're gonna they're gonna get to it so yeah uh we all of them have their highs and lows some are crazy good Uh, I don't think we've ever had one that was so so bad that uh, we weren't able to use anything from it Mm -hmm.
0: Um, let's get back to uh, you were a good student (laughs) yep let's turn this around sure I read that you went to University of Western Ontario. Yeah, lived at know. home for uni, eh?
1: Well, I didn't. I lived. My parents had moved out of London at that point. Oh, well, okay, so knew you
0: wanted to go back? You missed. Yeah. You missed the seats. I missed the <laughs> Tj Baxters. I worked. Oh, I Tj Baxters T. on the roof. I love Tj Baxters. Did. I worked
1: it. It was. It was great there. My brother was a manager there, so nice. that's how I got in. It was a bunch of very attractive women and me.
0: <laughs> my brother was the manager so. i used to uh they used to serve you cans obviously you're on an open roof yes yeah and i used to finish him just whip them in the street <laughs> you're the guy yeah this I has was... all been a ruse to catch you <laughs> my brother was just talking as
1: he was down that they had a, some they had some big big guys that were managers there and uh like six six four six five just football player guys that were happened to be managing it. And so you generally wouldn't dine and dash, but of course some drunken idiots would. And our managers would give full chase, like across, across the rooftop and do open, open air tackles. And it was one of my favorite parts of working there is seeing a guy taken down on the roof. <laughs> um, Western business degree. Yeah. Yeah. I went to uh, Ivy business school did, there. Did you, when did you know you want to be a comic though? <laughs> Like, yeah, it seems to have come in late. I, well, I went to York for a year. Uh, Gian Gomeshi was my uh, student council president. Oh, So my. I didn't see that coming. Um, <laughs> I was going to go to, I was there for Osgood Hall and I had a full scholarship, so I didn't have to pay anything. So it looked like I was going to go to law school and I hung out in the law school and sort of like all the programs that were supposed to be pre-law, you're supposed to do two years of undergrad and go in and I just kind of realized I don't want to do I don't want to go into this although I have a lot of friends that are lawyers now which never hurts um <laughs> and then sort of towards the end of the school year there my dorm mates because I was always joking around about stuff <laughs> said you should try stand-up and I, I never thought of it I never thought of doing it I never, never until then you yeah up. it never appealed to me so we went down to check out comedy <laughs> and they had signed me up and didn't Tell me. So I got the first time I went on stage was I didn't know I was going.
0: Was it a on Yuck Yucks? Yeah, it
1: was Yuck Yucks, Yuck Yucks, Yuck Yucks, <laughs> yuck uh, London. Yuck Yuck. No, in, in Toronto because I was still oh, at York. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yuck Yucks. Sink or swim night. Very, <laughs> very uh, posit, Jack, positive Jack message. Hosting? Was it Jack at first? It was either Jack or Ron Vaudrey. It was one of those two <laughs> bastions of good feelings. <laughs> 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 and it went. It's not taped. I don't think. Not even VHS day. I I cannot remember how it went it went well enough to want to do it yeah. again and i got asked to come back and do it again but i was i was literally at the end of the school here and i was going back to london i'm like i don't think i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna
0: how old do are you at this, this? Point?
1: i would have been probably would have been 19 huh. but then i didn't go back for a couple a couple years because i uh was doing business school and you know i went from law i'm like now i'm gonna do business and then from business i went into advertising because i saw people come from an advertising agency and I show ads and they were trying to get people to sell advertising like i'm i have no interest in joining this agency but I'll, i can write better ads than that i can just guarantee you that <laughs> so i wrote ads for a couple years and then that i realized there that like you know you can write ads that are funny but they might not get through all the levels of yeah. of approval and i didn't want to do that so <clears throat> So then I just then comedy was the next logical thing from that because I was like, Well I can just be funny and no one can reject it except mm-hmm. the audience and we'll see if this works.
0: While you were working ads, were you like doing open mics and stuff? A little bit, but not not very much. It's it's funny, I went out one night
1: and I was up with my buddy Juan Carlos. Real person, and uh, and I literally we we didn't have any cash be- between like you know we we're both living on our own and stuff. We're like, well, you got your rent cash, but we don't have, I don't have any any drinking money really yeah. right now, so. Uh, I go, well, I know where there's a few open mic contests that used to be like, I don't know if you remember those days or, if, or if, but Kenny Robinson used to run a thing at the Groundhog Pub where there was prize money and someone else was running one so there's three that all, for some reason they all went on on Tuesday nights and if you won, you got like you know no one got paid except the winner would get yeah. you know 50 bucks and or whatever it was so i went to, found a way to go to all three one all three so that was our drinking money. i didn't even keep any of it like we just drank that much but but that sort of gave me the indication maybe i'm this is something i could do mm-hmm. and i should do more seriously and then my first tour was and uh I can remember it only because it's been, it's very recently. I'm, I'm almost exactly 20 years in because my first tour that that I was sent on by Yuck Out West was the day after Princess Diana died. Oh my. <laughs> so, Is that anniversary
0: mean, coming up? No, actually... it
1: just passed. It just oh, passed a couple yeah, days ago. And I don't mean, I shouldn't, that shouldn't be where I go in my head, but it's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's where, so everyone talks about it and I can't even say, out loud and i probably shouldn't have on this but that's the first thing i think of just because it was that moment when did you
0: start my comedy? life when diana when died, diana died. <laughs> that's it the night after
1: diana died yeah yeah so I, 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 that's how i mark that anniversary which is which is
0: terrible but i hope you meet uh harry one day let him know
1: well williams williams screwed up my life more than he knows so i feel he, he t- took the wedding date that that i had planned already with my wife he took it we went to St. Lucia and he randomly got married on the same day so the whole world's watching that wedding it turned out okay
0: nobody was watching your uh, live feed it, it turned <laughs> it turned out okay
1: because the people in St. Lucia the locals treated our wedding like it was the royal wedding so that that was okay
0: but it was you, <laughs> you know, know we don't have TV so we're gonna watch we're this. gonna watch this one <laughs> William looks different I got uh, I got married in Niagara Lake and uh, you know the good. have you been there? you've been down there right Niagara the Lake yeah Yeah, but not not recently um, um, there's the gazebo down there by the water, um, right downtown. We went uh, there for pictures, and then like we just got swarmed with Asians taking pictures. How beautiful! <laughs> and they were like, all just snapping pictures, and I was just like, I was like. I- get in here girls get in here and i called them all in and they all just handed all their cameras to one person no, <laughs> and, then, and they were all yeah, in it, and it was that's like great. snap 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 that's great. he is our king <laughs> he is
1: our great bearded king
0: oh i didn't have I had I didn't a nice know baby face back then oh uh, lovely that's what happens when you get married at 25 that's pretty young but yeah well out of there by 27 so we're okay. doing it okay did your that was your starter marriage yep. yeah yeah get two that, years in. Calls it. Yep. <laughs> now you're doing it right that's good well no offense i'm sure it was right for the time it was yeah um I, so I, this is your first marriage then right first and only um nancy's been? for sure gonna listen to this <laughs> let me just clarify how long you been with her uh probably
1: eight years and we're on our sixth anniversary so kind of met nice met new but we were both you know took a year to <laughs> get uh, other people uh, out of the picture and then yeah. are, are there more kids in the plans or in, she, Na- in nancy's plans certainly she, yeah. if you have her on this she'll give some very different perspectives <laughs> than i have uh, i started pretty late jeff so yeah yeah well it's, we'll it's starting late we'll see you know it'd be
0: nice to have a little uh certainly a little playmate is your wife around your age or you got a? An- she's younger she's quite a bit younger so she's got she's got a bit more time she does yeah but is she i got i got gary over here she's she's turning 40 next week right. next year right so yeah uh, i don't know if i i don't think that's in our cards though well you never know you yeah. know it's fun
1: fun practicing you know how it's done right you yeah. know how we're, they make we're figuring it out Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait until the <laughs> wedding night <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let things go to completion let's just put it that way um, your uh, your name yes is also the same name as another comedian. How does because uh, yeah. you pretty you won your name pretty much right?
1: I was just there
0: first. When you were there first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: that was uh, it was confusing for a bit. It just got it got confusing when he moved from away he, he, he was in ottawa kingston, kingston area, guy kingston guy and then moved to toronto and that's when it got confusing because that was about,
0: we're talking about for our listeners uh steve yeah. dillon the comedian um real name steve patterson that's which right. i uh his agent morgan flood yeah. he last year steve was going to be on my Icebreakers festival and he sent me uh sent me all the information but it said steve patterson and i i that's how he i didn't know him. how he didn't I was know. like hey man i go i was looking for steve dillon he's like no this is steve dillon i was like Okay. I have no so you idea. You didn't want
1: me, eh? That's the moral of that story. I did I, did. I did I can't afford to <laughs> uh, it's funny because yeah, when he moved to Toronto it was weird. He was trying to go as Steven Patterson for a while. It was I, I, the confusion got to me. We had never been scheduled on a on a gig together. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I guess we're sort of different different times, but uh I would hear from other comedians that would be like, Yeah, we would but we thought you were showing up for this gig. And then a blonde haired man. Showed. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Well, there's nothing remotely alike, but about our appearances. Yeah. So like, then this blonde haired man showed up and we just thought he was a crazy person. We thought he was a crazy person trying to force his way onto the show. <laughs> and saying it. he was Steve Paris. Um, and if we almost, because I knew he was looking for a place at one point. I said, well, there's a place in my house. So that would have just, people's heads would have <laughs> exploded <living> <laughs> if we were the same address. And for a while, uh, Yuck Yucks being the administrative uh, wonders that they are better now, of course. <laughs> but back then, they would there constantly. better leadership now. <laughs> yeah, they, they would constantly send me his checks. Cause they would just, they would see Steve Patterson and just send me. And of course I'm going to open it. Cause it says Steve Patterson. But I'm like, I've never been there. I don't know what the, and I would send it. And at one point I lost my ACTRA membership card and they renewed it and sent me a card with his picture on it. Cause they were like, it's Steve Patterson.
0: So it, did you guys have to have a talk about it though? Or were you like, Hey, something's got to give here.
1: We never really, we never really talked about it others kind of talked about it. And I'm not sure Steve wanted to be like, what's the big deal? And I didn't really, It no one was, it wasn't being confusing to me. I, although then someone would be like, your IMDB page says you wrote for the John Doerr show. And like, that's another Steve Patterson. <laughs> and, you know, and then, I'll tell you who benefited from it. I think pretty early was uh, Jerry D cause Steve Patterson used to go open for him as <laughs> Steve Patterson. And so I think people showed up to see Steve Patterson and Jerry D and it was, it was sort of like a, but Jerry would have, Jerry would have brought him in anyway, but it was, yeah. that was confusing. I remember Jerry calling me once while they were on their way to a gig and he's like, what are you doing? We're supposed to be at this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you, but that's, that is confusing and for, for the early years when we would both show up in one room, people would think a portal was going to open to another dimension because <laughs> the two Steve Pattersons couldn't be in the same room. But I'm very happy. I think Steve Dillon's actually a better stage name than Steve Patterson, to be honest. It's a good
0: name. Steve yeah. Dillon. Good guy, too. He is a great guy. I like him. Mm-hmm. Easy on the eyes as well. Well, you know, not he's not right. He's not, I mean, he's not, <laughs> he's not my type. When he gets those blonde locks flowing. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, there is a comedian named Jeff Paul out of New York. He was like a guy who wanted to try comedy in his like forties or something. Great. He's very, very New York. Yeah, and um, he's uh, he wasn't that good. The video I saw, but right. it could have been his first one. This was years ago. He could have improved. <laughs> but he's uh, he was doing at the Comedy Cellar, um, and his set starts off his his. Uh, it sounds like a big deal, but he starts off with like three in the afternoon's a weird time to be doing comedy. There <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like, you got the good set, yeah. <laughs> and then he, uh, his first joke was, uh, "If you're hungry, I suggest the uh, chicken salmonella. Holy Christ! And I, I, I watched. I'm like, "Oh, why is this guy got my name?" Yeah. <laughs> Did you contact him? But... No, no, no. Hey, whatever. My funnier
1: story about a Steve Patterson story is, I went to. Uh... Well, it still happens to this day. I don't have stevepaterson I think it's now it's an American motivational speaker, and has been for some time. <laughs> I have stevepaterson and I'm quite A happy. Canadian with that. boy, yeah, I'm Canadian. I like the I like the dot ca, but I went. My first tour over to Ireland, I would be doing shows over there. And I wouldn't even tell anyone any anything, because I, I think I had just started my website. I didn't know it was a thing you were supposed to. I mean, websites were kind of, I guess... Yeah,
0: I re- you need a website. Literally, you yeah. got a website?
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't tell anyone. So they would just go to steepatterson.com And this guy has got motivational quotes and his own picture, and that's what's on the website. I think it's still there. I haven't looked lately. <laughs> but this poor guy people would send him messages going this is the best farce comedy site <laughs> i've ever seen these quotes are ridiculous and where'd you get the picture of this guy and it's the guy reading it this it's, is me This his life's work so he would he would sounds send, like he needs a motivational speech. it's true so he would send me the messages that had been sent to him and he's not Angry about it But I mean I, I guess I could If I was really Trying to do Big things in the states I would ask to have Steve dot com Or do something like that But I'm But I'm not Jeff So Did uh, you ever try To get down there? No, really make, make the old LA run? Uh, I went to LA But I never I never felt like Living there I Just never i applaud the people that go down and, and give it a shot slug but it out that vibe just wasn't it didn't really uh, didn't appeal to me I miss uh, I miss Canada I think too much mm-hmm. and and just talking to someone that didn't care about your
0: well, it's credits nice. uh, it's um, you're one of the few that can make a good run at this in Canada which um, gives us all hope well, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> but uh, yeah I don't I don't know if all I, I don't know if I'd ever try to venture down there if I did anything I'd go to New York just sure I think New I honestly,
1: I think New York is a a better stand up place if you really want to give stand up a go. And there's
0: yeah. look, LA's LA. Everyone's just looking to be an actor. Acting. Like, right. get, give me a sitcom. I just want to do stand up. Yeah. Just let me tell and, my jokes. And that's the way to do it, you know. And I like I like Big K. Trev has
1: been, you know, invited down there and told to go down there. He's like, look, if you're, I'm going to work every
0: week, I'll go. But uh, yeah. if I'm not,
1: then I'm not. I'd rather go. uh, yeah, yeah, he just can, do gigs every week. So. Yeah,
0: and uh, even like he's he's one of the guys, one of the few that America came looking for him. You yeah. know, like Jimmy Kimmel flew him from Toronto to be on the show. You know, yeah, and it's uh, and he's got the chops. He's got the uh, the acting chops and the stand up chops. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just it'd be nice if there was more opportunities for more Canadians. Absolutely. Uh, but it it
1: would be in an ideal world, there would be many more situations and there's, you know, there's three ways, I guess, to handle it. You either stay here and complain that there's not more. You try to make your own out of whatever you're doing, producing your own Mm -hmm. thing and finding your own thing and, you know, helping other comics along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, or you uh i I give up (laughs) i don't know what the third way is but but i mean get that job
0: at the ad agency that's right
1: that's right yeah i think it's i think i still got their card uh but i think that you know look it would be much better if there was if canada was more like the states just in terms of dollar wise for development and but uh it's not and uh as as we've been talking about population Go out and do your own thing and find the people that, uh, it's going to be better if they find you, but you got to make yourself worldwide, make yourself available to be found. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's it. And I think that, uh, I I forget that sometimes. And I think that the, every thing that people do is exactly what you're talking about with your comic girlfriend is th- the more time you spend worrying about what other people are mm-hmm. doing and why did that person get that and I didn't get that. That's all time you you're should very be spending. cynical business. And we, uh, be right everyone, everyone's got to
0: just I don't know, just be happy with what you got. And if you didn't get something, you maybe you didn't earn it. <laughs> I think
1: I think you're right. <laughs> I had someone ask me I, had, I did quite a few Halifax comedy festivals in a row because I would have them and do them and enjoy them and i would write the set for them which mm-hmm. they enjoyed uh and i had a comic come up to me and go you know what are you what are you doing who are you sleeping with like in the halifax to get that the, you know what do you how do you keep getting it and i'm like have you ever thought of just trying to be funnier yeah yeah that's the first it. thing it should, like it if should you're, be if
0: you're showing them something new every year be like oh i'd like to do this this yeah. year and they're like oh it's something new yeah. but if you're if you're just doing your act like well we saw your fucking act last year right Uh, particularly
1: halifax the way that they because you use a lot of material in different venues so i do think that funny is the most important part about comedy and sometimes people forget that but i think it is the most important part Mm -hmm. and and, uh i wish that we didn't have to you know to to get attention i sort of sometimes wish i wish we didn't have to go do (laughs) stage stage a talk show with a fucking floating couch (laughs) in a river but uh if that's what's gonna get the eyeballs to it then that's Hey, that's my
0: idea <laughs> no, you, can have,
1: you can have that one i don't swim in very well so.
0: um well fuck, i guess that uh, pretty much wraps her up that's been a that's been a cold hard hour in here Ah, oh, that was nice how man. you feel Hi, huh? you want to take I, a nap on the uh, never sleeps bed i feel the burn uh <laughs> you know I'm, i feel pretty good i feel pretty uh, good well let the people know where they can find you online steve patterson.ca .ca yeah. you're, you're a big twitter guy too i like twitter i'm not an instagram
1: guy i don't take enough photos but i should probably do it but i uh, i just i like twitter I like writing Twitter, Twitter your,
0: things. Patterballs. 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 Yeah. Nice, nice. So give him a give him a follow. Lots of funny stuff on there. Um, go out and see one of his shows. Check out The Debaters. Yeah. On listen, the radio. Listen it out. Listen it out. You kids remember the radio? yep yeah, it's still on there. <laughs> and uh, hopefully um, Smart Ass Oseats. Please, yeah. That's, um, that's on my, to my website. Way. Check that out and
1: uh, and let please let me know what you think. We're going to do more.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, um, and if you want to find me, Steve, I know you're interested um, I am I'm Jeff Paul Comedy on all the socials all the, so- every all so- the socials all the socials um, and, uh, and on the dark net also yeah. and that's a different, different yeah. site of course you can find me every single Wednesday at the Underground Comedy Club hosting dope in my comedy great show thank you the newly engaged well, newly engaged New- Jeff and Gary <laughs> <laughs> I put that on the invitations <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate that um, and uh, that's been our show guys thank you very much for coming steve i appreciate it this is a great talk and uh great to great to know a little more about you and uh we'll see you guys next time on the potato files here on the never sleeps network thank you potato.
1: never sleeps network